1: Dice, merchandise. merchandise today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, Observer of Time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan Laplante, Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown.
0: Why is he going back into the tate? He's just a dog.
2: No, no, no. He, no, he's a familiar.
0: Okay, start there and give me, like, two more steps down this story.
2: He's, like, a magical being who, like, lives forever, and he's, like, used to belong to someone called Jeb, but Jeb died, so he's gonna go back to where he came from?
0: Because he's not bound to Jeb anymore. Sounds right. All right, okay, I've got to go talk to Toby about this veil, because I don't know what it is, and it sounds like it could be a problem for us.
2: All right, now i got to go talk to Shen about this fucking armor. Get some fucking answers.
0: Tom, do we know if Shen speaks common for the sake of sanity is the answer? Yes, or would I go do my Toby talk and then go with her to be the translator?
3: Um, <laughs> because humanity isn't really a thing beyond Orville, uh, common doesn't actually exist beyond Orville. It's oh, a cute it's thing. That uh not common? No, no. It's in the same way that everyone's like, common, you know, British English. Um <laughs> So, no, he would have no need to. <laughs> All right, so, Gwendolyn, you could either wait here while I go talk with Toby, because
0: Toby's the only other available translator, or you could come with me to find out about the veil and the dangers ahead of us, and then we could go talk to Shen.
2: I, I hate that I'm about to do this. I'm just going to try to get what I can from Shen on my own, <laughs> um, and you can, like, come join us when you're done.
0: That's a b- bold ambassadorial choice. Good luck.
3: <laughs> um, all right. So, um, Gwendolyn, uh, with your brilliantly well thought out, entirely bulletproof plan, you make your way over to Shen. Can you roll me an Arcana check, please?
2: Sure. 17.
3: Um, so, uh, you make your way over, and um, Shen kind of, you can tell he's been kind of waiting for you to approach him. Um So he he kind of like waves off um, his his sort of retinue. um, And he says, um, ah, uh, your your highness. And he he bows. Um, You can't understand what he's saying. But there's something about it that does seem familiar. And as you settle, uh, as you kind of feel this um, arcane, like, tugging at the edge of your consciousness, you just kind of give over to it. Um, And as your um, soul sort of settles into the armor, uh, you realize you may not know Dwarven, but it might. So you don't, it's not like it's translating. It's just like you have an uncanny... Understanding of what's being said, a little bit like Mm -hmm. how um, um, uh, deaf folks describe ASL, where it's like it's not a one-to-one translation. It's instead just this is the spirit of what's being said, in uh, often kind of a more beautiful and articulate way. So it's that you don't. It's not like you know his words are changing in a way you can understand. You just have a general impression of of what they are.
2: Okay,
3: I and are able to respond. Can't speak
2: it. Can I? Oh, Um, I can.
3: I think it's, it's, you can't hear what it sounds like. Uh, it sounds a little bit like, hmm. Okay. We get in DSL. So when you. <laughs> you, you mean so we don't have to go average.
2: through this whole thing of me like talking really loudly and slowly in no, common. No. Which you know, Gwendolyn I was 100% prepared to do. So
3: <laughs> fun. I just I fucking love when uh, people misconstrue <laughs> cultural misunderstanding for speaking louder and slower. I love yeah. listening to it and I know I love watching it. Uh, particularly with everyone with masks right now being like no coffee um i did that earlier today which is why it's fresh in my mind um so no um laura i think basically um when you start trying to communicate with him uh it sounds almost like um, a whale um in terms Mm. of it's almost uh like sound is traveling across the metal um, and he, his eyes light up, uh, and he starts to smile. And he, um, he sort of rifles around in his bag, and he pulls out what almost looks like a stethoscope, just for one ear. Um, and then he kind of gestures with it, kind of near your shoulder, and and kind of you know gives you a "Is this okay?" kind of. And I
2: day. and I kind of I'm, I move forward and kind of sure. Sure, you can
3: even put out your hand. He just needs contact. Yeah. Um, so he basically touches this to the metal, um, and as long as that connection is made, he can understand. This. Oh, um, didn't realize you could speak through, through your, uh, Emulim. That's, uh, it's quite, quite a feat for well, a lowborn.
2: Uh, that, mm, uh, that's, you know, yep, I guess, speaking, yep, uh, we're speaking now. So what's the deal with this armor?
3: Oh, well, uh, it's not the best I've seen. It's old. Uh, so, uh, I mean, that's good. Old is good. Why is old good? Well, it just means it's la- if it's lasted this long, it must be be well built. Um, but, I mean, if you ask me, this is—I mean—it's clearly been repaired several times. He starts kind of giving you the once over. He says, uh, uh, "You know, I'm I'm not a um, I'm not a shaper myself, so I can only kind of give you an appraiser's glance uh, as as a merchant." But um, looks like it's been patched up a few times, um, always using a mule. Uh, your helmet's strange. Um, is that is that a miner's helmet? What's What's going on with that? Why do you have a candle?
2: Well, yeah, because it was Amala's armor.
3: Okay, you keep saying that, but uh, the armor of Amala Kinsolaris is is used to to tether uh, that uh, that you know uh, the the boon to. Oh yeah, that's bread. not
2: tethered anymore.
3: Well, fuck me. Uh, okay, that's so you're wearing Amala Kinsolaris's armor. I thought they. They fused it to the ground. How's it how is it this this mobile again?
2: Yeah, no, it uh you know I don't know, I guess I better fucking tell you because I want some answers. Um yeah, no, I like got murdered like up against her armor and now I'm the armor. Uh-huh. How about that? So which is why, um when I say like what's the deal with this armor, I'm I'm more asking like um, what's the deal with, like, the material? Because Toby was like, hey, there's something about this and, you know, people, spirits, Azula being bound and
3: shit. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I buy the Azul bullshit. <laughs> I mean, you know, people talk about that a lot, but I've been from one side of this galaxy to the other, and the best thing I've seen is good old-fashioned metal craft. Uh But... Uh, I guess I can speak to it to, to some degree. Um, Imulum is a uh an incredibly uh, conductive material. It's uh it's why the um uh, in fact our our uh my, my people's um uh warrior cast, uh the Sorry, so many pages, didn't realize we we're having this conversation today. Cuz this is for a different thing. Um <laughs>
0: Mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh. Shit. The warrior cast, the Kamehameha, where you're either named Ken or Ame, based <laughs> in the name of the
3: cast. That's very funny. I like it, but it is completely not true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I'm aware. I just get to make cheap jokes with their pauses. okay. I yeah. just
2: called Azul Azula from yeah. Avatar, so that's
3: fine. I, yeah, I know, thought I just, that, that was familiar. Yeah, I was just you're like, just learning oh, things. All right, Azul. General. Um,
2: Not scary firebending lady.
3: No. Yet. Okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I have the name written down here somewhere. But uh, basically, um, he explains that um, the um, uh, the knights uh, of um, the uh, the Golan um, commune with their uh, uh, mulem armor. Um, it's it's part of how uh, they're able to uh, achieve. Um, uh, the feat's necessary to, to keep operations running um, in uh, in Golan, which is the, what you're, I think he gives you, like, he keeps saying it in the way that you or I would say in New York, like, oh yeah, you know, New York City. Um, but it's, uh, you're getting a sense that this is the, um, sort of the the major uh, dwarven settlement in Gren, um, seems to be some kind of uh, subterranean kingdom. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, he just explains, like, you know, um, uh, based on the kinds of, of, of uh, you know, powers we, we need to contend with down there, um, it, it's vital that uh, our, our knights um, have armor that, uh, that can really, you know, stand up to, to the worst um, the, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the core can throw at us. So, um, yeah, and
2: then, of course, like, they get, like, bound to their armor,
3: No, no, as I said, I don't buy this Azul. No, 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 I don't buy this Azul bullshit. They, I mean, they commune with it. It it enhances their abilities. It gives them um, Uh tremendous powers. Um, This uh, is great for them. Yeah, it is very, they're very powerful. Very, very, very cool people. Uh, You must have done something similar. Um, uh, Maybe accidentally. Um, I mean, again, the soul thing is really bugging me. I kind of hate it, but. Um, you know, certainly uh, those fucking charlatans at uh, the Apex Institute with their insistence on um, the the creation of uh, automations using mule. Like they they they're able to fucking get TikTok men to walk. So if they can get TikTok men to walk, I guess maybe you're you're the same. I don't know, but regardless, the the metal uh, it's an incredibly rare resource, uh, incredibly valuable. And uh, if indeed this is Amala Kinsolaris' armor, um, she was, if legends serve, and like a little like boyish grin crosses his face as he gets to talk <laughs> about legends, he's like, if the legends are are true, she actually uh, emerged from one of our minds. Uh, so it would make sense that she she had uh, mulem at hand, uh, perhaps without knowing its 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 destiny or its or its destined destined use, uh, because of course like. <laughs> How would she know? Um, so it's entirely possible that um, when you died, I guess your <sighs> Azul, if we want to go in that bullshit, um, was conducted through the armor and, and, I guess, animated it the same way that, you know, the, the Apex folks do.
2: Great. All right. Well, thank you for your hypothesis. Uh, very helpful uh, nice chat.
3: Yeah, listen, um I know <laughs> your friend is is hellbent on on going to the Shadowlands. Uh you know, you, no one comes back from there, right? That's a one-way trip. You should come to Golan. We'll uh, like we'll, we'll have our finest metal crafters take a look uh, a look at at this art. I mean, this is Why? a relic out of time. Uh well, they may be able to tell you more about your condition than I can. But, and I mean, my job is to supply them and make sure that the the fucking forges don't shut down, but like um, you know, our, Are our, you
2: trying to supply them with m- my armor?
3: No, 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 no. They're look. They're mining it. No one needs you know fucking a few centuries old human shaped armor. That's completely useless. Why would anyone? You just want said
2: that? it was great. Make it be a fucking line for you. Mind. The
3: metal is great. Um, <laughs> it's old, which is good. It means it's it's built to last. But I mean come on this was built hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago it's been rusting and having pigeon shit on it for a few centuries so no i was just thinking you know maybe it'd be nice for you to have someone who actually knows what they're talking about take a look but you know what you're kind of a fucking prick so maybe go fuck yourself enjoy the veil i hope you die and then he storms off
2: well that escalated quickly what the fuck is that all about (laughs)
3: I didn't learn anything. <laughs> um, Duncan, uh, you approach uh, Toby, who is, uh, he's full Ghost of Christmas present right now. Like, you know, there's streaks of gray through his his dog beard, and he's um, he's kind of on his haunches, uh, looking very stoically, um, if somewhat silly, ridiculously, because St. Bernard's can't really look noble. I don't care what Beethoven said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, as you, uh, you approach, he sort of says, Oh, um, hi. Sire Toby, I wanted to
0: ask you about the veil, but perhaps first, looking at your condition, I should ask you about yourself.
3: Oh, that's uh, that's, that's very kind of you. Uh, your uh, princess asked me the same thing and uh, didn't seem too, too interested in the, the answer. Um, it's fine. Uh, my, my time here is just coming to an end. So just trying to... Get, get these folks through their, um, uh, you know, friends and kin of uh, of uh, the one I was tethered to. And um, I know he, he would have wanted to make sure they, they get home safe. So tethered, that's the term for it. So
0: the only question I have is if you're currently untethered, is there any way we could tether you to someone for the duration of this journey to allow you to survive longer
3: and more comfortably? Uh, he, um, he... Looks at you with kind of a like a, 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 a like a that's nice nod, but um, just then shakes his head and says, uh, "No, that would um, that would actually uh, be agony. Um, being re- rebound is is not um, a pleasant experience, uh, and is is often forced upon familiars. Uh, none uh, undergo it willingly. Um, our our life cycle requires us to eventually uh, return to um, this." Thing. Are you? Do you do magic? Are you a magic person? No, I read some books
0: about it, but I actually spend most of my time planning how I could best stab magic users or actively stabbing magic users.
3: <laughs> totally fair. Honestly, <laughs> uh, it is a common bar conversation in the Espertide how to stab magic users because the amount of magic users who bind us for stupid things, you would not believe. Also, uh, the bar is what we call... Um, just a space that we demarcated. We noticed that mortals like it, and we kind of like the idea, but there's no, nothing to drink, because, you know, incorporeal. But look, long story short, um, the fields of magic that uh, magic users draw from everything else, we have to return to those uh, when our time is done uh, to refresh ourselves, um, to to reintegrate uh, with the, the Esper tide. Otherwise, we just continue to uh, degenerate and, and crumble at Best. At worst, uh, we go mad and become fiends, which is really no good for anybody. So uh, I appreciate the offer. I've been down that road once. I got pretty close. And then luckily someone uh, broke the enchanted vase I was in and I was able to, to get out just in time. So, no, I'm I'm good. But but thank you. I, I truly wish I could see this all through to its conclusion, but it's best for all involved if if I, if I don't. That's reasonable. Uh, also, quick, don't get side- stuck in a vase. I gotta tell you, it's real fucking boring. It's real boring. You have to, like, make shapes and stuff on your body. Don't do it. If you can avoid it. It sounds awful. Um, A side
0: question. If I meet any other sorcerers with familiars, they've
3: trapped those beings? No, no. And if no. I kill the sorcerer, they're free? Uh, it depends. It depends. Um, Some, uh, some familiars enter willingly, as, as I did, uh, into a pact uh, with... Uh, with a a warlock or a uh, a sorcerer, a wizard. Um, There are many things that we can only learn here. The concept of a bar, we could only learn here. And that was pretty rad. So there's a lot we can (laughs) can gain. Um, Emotion is very hard for us to understand when you're just a cloud of magical vapor built up of stuff. Um, You know, we get glimpses of it from whenever you lot re-add your energy to the whole, you know, thing. But um, no, there's a lot we can only learn here, and there's a lot um, we like to do here. Honestly, it gets gets pretty boring being an ephemeral cloud of of sentient magic. Uh, So sometimes it's nice to to have a sense of purpose. Um, So some, many enter into it willingly, and uh, it's a mutually beneficial symbiotic relationship. Totally great. Uh, Others are absolutely bound to objects or people against their will and used for all manner of bullshit. So kind of depends on the sorcerer. Some are good, some are bad, some are just kind of fine. You could stab all three, but like, eh, you know, probably best for, for you to determine who to stab and who, who not to stab. <laughs> that's my, so that's, that's been my general
0: rule. Um, yeah, is, is there any particular way you'd suggest I could determine if the
3: familiar is willingly compacted or enslaved? Um, well, as I said, if it's, uh, if it's against our will, we often go mad and turn kind of evil. Um, to to throw a very broad term around, um, it's uh, we we react very very strongly uh, to the the emotional and moral states of our of our bound uh, person. So, you know, if you're doing a bunch of heinous shit, we kind of start to get off on that, and then it's it's bad news bears. Alternatively, if you're doing like lots of really nice stuff, we, we tend to get kind of nice, which usually makes us a little more useless because we're just kind of like very happy all the time and just, like, floating around. Uh, okay, you've bad ever heard wizards of bad familiar that kind of, kind shit of thing. Happens. So, yeah, generally speaking, not always, but but generally. Uh, also, some familiars will just straight up tell you, wizards don't always know what they're doing. And, like, you can 100% lock our voices down, but sometimes they just don't know to do that. So, like, you know, like, in my case, um, like, I know I'm, I'm harping on this face situation a lot, but, like, uh, he, the, the guy who bound me to it forgot to stop me from making words. So, um... I just wrote uh, your mother's a whore break me if you want to fight on myself one day Um, and a barbarian threw me against a wall. Boom. Freedom. So maybe ask the familiar um, or, you know, read a vase. Interesting. All right.
0: This is actually highly useful for me, but friend, knowing you might not make this entire journey, could you tell me about this veil and the dangers it presents?
3: Oh, yeah, bud. Uh, Veil's terrible uh it shouldn't exist and you 100 should not cross it i know you're probably going to because you're hero types and that's what you like to do but um yeah look um there's the biological world and there's the magical world right there's there's kind of two two halves of the, the same coin and they both do different things uh your uh princess for example is well you, you know her deal right that she's I like imagine- not in in her armor, She's, yeah, it's like a soul trapped in the armor yeah, kind of thing. Okay, good. All right, so so that that's great. That'll help me skip six steps. Uh, man, Shen does not want to talk about soul stuff. I tell you what, which is really awkward, given that I am you know uh, sentient magic, but it's fine. Um, so look, here's the deal: um, magic exists, biology exists. Totally fair. Biology is kind of your realm. Uh, magic's kind of my realm. Um, but there's always gaps because the two aren't, like, up against each other. And uh, the Shadowlands are one of those gaps. They, it exists between the realm of magic and the realm of biology. Uh, it means neither thing should ever be there. It is the gap, you uh, know, a, a solid wall. Nothing should live there. Nothing should go there. Um, but as is often the way with mortals, I've found, uh, as, as many of my friends have, um, people get bored and they go looking. They go looking for trouble. So someone did. And... All of the heinous uh, byproduct of um, your worst dreams and your most beautiful nightmares form the Shadowlands. It is the necessary cost of, of magic. It is the necessary cost of imagination, of creativity. Uh, and um, at best, you're only supposed to pass it at a rapid clip. Unfortunately, someone uh, popped the bubble and... Uh, the veil is is thin where where she crossed uh it was a uh, crecate um, you may know her of, of the covenant if you i don't know if you know local geography but a bunch of witches very powerful
0: yeah so we're hoping to wipe off the face of Ugh, both realities yeah. all
3: right well good luck with that um, but yeah anyway so crecate um, kind of ripped a hole through uh, through the dimensions and uh, took up residence in there um, so that's uh that's kind of what the deal with the veil is. it's it's a one-way ticket. Um, nothing is meant to live in there. So anything that goes in, uh, I mean, I'm on a timer, but um, when I my timer's up, I just return to the Espertide. If your timer runs up in there, you're just there forever. Uh, and I don't think that'll bother uh lady wingnut over there, but um for for one of a flesh and bone like you, um, you end up over there, you're, that's it, man. You're, you're, you're stuck. And I mean, your, your, your big honking turtle man doesn't, doesn't look so hot if, uh, I, yeah. But how did crickets assassins
0: leave though? Because she's stolen Orville. They took over. Assassins are striking oh, out of shadows. Yeah, they no, they no exist the witches live world.
3: there now. Um, They, they have made some horrible deals and have done some horrible things to be able to exist in in the margin, uh, in the Shadowlands, um, they the ability to step in and out of shadows. Honestly, that's kind of more of a familiar thing. That that's a little alarming that they're able to do that now. Um, but uh, no, they've the Shadowlands doesn't merely exist between you know the biological realm and, and the magical realm. That's that's putting it in very broad terms. It, it also doesn't exist just here. It exists everywhere. It's it's a uh, you can think of it as a as a hall of doors. Um, they there are things they should not be in contact with that they are very likely in contact with. Um, so my recommendation, just don't go in. Just don't don't cross the threshold. I, I'm sorry about Orvel, was it? But Correct.
0: if they've I think taken you people it, know it as the boon.
3: Oh! Oh! Yeah! Uh, yeah! Yeah! I've heard about that. Uh, a couple of my my, my folks have, have talked about that. Actually, I was, I was, uh, I was it's funny. I was uh, I was bound to someone who uh, visited one of the architects early on. Um, it was really funny. You're gonna like this. Uh, he was working on some kind of um, uh, anti gravity device, uh, some kind of like winged device, um, because uh, the entire alliance couldn't agree where to just put all the lowborn people, right? So they just said, fuck it, let's put them in the sky. <laughs> so that's that's what they did. <laughs> they had an entire team of engineers just so no one would have to live next to you. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe that's... Again, I'm sorry. Emotions aren't good. Also, my brain is literally starting to degenerate into mist. So, uh, anyway. Don't worry.
0: Everything seems to be a disappointing surprise uh, on this journey. Question. If the princess goes into the veil knowing that she is not part of the mortal world, she can come back out
3: uh it's possible um it's also possible that um the draw of magic in that realm will be so strong that it strips um her azul out and consumes it um again things don't work there the way they they work here nothing works there the way it works here um I couldn't tell you, though. I've I've never encountered a, a, a mortal bound to an object, only a familiar. Interesting.
0: Thank you, Toby. I appreciate the energy you've taken in this conversation. Normally I'd talk with you all night, but I understand that it's a strain for you to do anything right now, so rest well, friend. Journey as far as you can on the path you've chosen.
3: You're a... Uh... You're 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 a good lowborn, uh, Duncan Kindano. Um, don't let uh, don't let that name get you down, huh? I don't know what you mean by that. Oh, um, you know what? <laughs> Never mind. Um, and then he he just kind of um seems to, to settle down into uh into uh, a sort of a, a half comatose slumber well, I'll let him rest, but I don't like it.
0: (laughs) And I think Duncan will just kind of circle back around to where the resting place was. I'm imagining you're back there, Gwendolyn. I don't know where you're at. Well, I mean, um, Gwendolyn is
3: now sitting like at a slight distance from the caravan because literally it's like mean girls uh, in a high school cafeteria. (laughs) Everyone has just actively turned their back on her after um, Shen kind of like, Spread word around that uh, she was persona non grata.
2: I am pouting.
3: <laughs> just the bottom of your mouth, guard is just forward. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Princess, it looks like your ambassadorial conversation did not go well.
2: Uh, no. These people are useless. I got We gotta go to fucking Golan to talk to the, some dwarves to get fucking answers about my armor.
0: That's true. However, I think only you should continue to go on and get answers about your current state. I need to journey into the Veil.
2: Wait, what? I'm, not, I'm not splitting up.
0: No, I really think you should. Let me tell you what I heard from Toby, and I kind of run through the whole Veil explanation. I'm like, if you go into the Veil, there is a chance that your soul will be ripped from this armor and it'll be fed to the Covenant and there'll be nothing left of you. If I go in, I'm merely damned and can't leave which, if you want to kill the people in a place, sounds like a pretty reasonable way to go. Now there's a man you can't get rid of who's going to stab well, you right in your but fucking I face. Thought,
2: I thought we were just, like, doing, like, recon and then, like, you know, I don't know, heading out somewhere else to, like, use that knowledge to, like, form a plan, get some, like, more people.
0: Princess, from what I know, I' assassins- Are you going
2: in there forever? Are you you fucking abandoning me?
0: (laughs) See, there's a difference between abandoning you and sacrificing myself to protect you from a threat that we cannot stop otherwise.
2: What? But what? But what? What? Uh, I would would
3: like to point out um, that uh, based on the loophole in his oath, you can actually order him to take you with him. Uh, First of all, second, um, a piece of the puzzle that I think you have more so than he does, or even Maka at this point, is your newfound ability to abandon the armor and to exist in a a purely um, sort of a pure Azul form. So... His fears are valid. However, this also seems like an important piece of the puzzle to you. Because the dwarves might be able to tell you about the armor, but the fact of you is getting stranger by the minute. And also, yeah, there's no way Duncan's coming back from this if he goes in alone.
2: No. I mean, well, no.
0: I, I don't know what you mean by no.
2: As in, like, we're not splitting up.
0: But that's the way you stay safe. And that's the way Orvel can be avenged yeah, but and that's you can return like, to that's rule. That's,
2: like, not the way that you stay safe. And if you aren't safe, then, like, I'm fucking gone. Like, I, there's no chance for me.
0: Well that's not true. You've got dwarves. They're really into the Dawnbreaker thing. You got they Maka fucking, over there.
2: They hate me.
0: Yeah, I think you could work on that. You know, it's not like you have one conversation no. that goes poorly and then there's a war. That's no, no, exactly no. the opposite no, no, of an no. ambassador.
2: No, no, no. They hated me before they even met me. This is just like
0: You realize done. I'm friends with like all of them, right? Like it's not just the that you it's it's the way the interaction went went poorly.
2: Okay I don't, I don't care. I'm not leaving you. Look, I got booted out of my, like, armor body already and got back. Like, how bad could it be?
0: That is one of the most simplistic things I've heard you say. You're a smart woman most of the true. time. But true. That's true, and I've been stabbed one time. And look at me, I'm still here. Let's put a bunch of knives in me. That's not how it no, works. No,
2: but maybe like one <laughs> in the exact same place where you got stabbed the first time.
0: That is not... It's the same thing. That is not a good theory. I would not teach that to you. I wish Marco was awake so he could talk to you about medicine because that's not what you
3: fucking do. And that's when a green fire blew up one of the caravan carts. Dum Dums and Dice would like to invite you to check out Dum's Common Villainy, a
0: podcast where comedians and improvisers explore the underworld of the Star Wars Edge of the Empire role playing game. This series features our Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan Laplante as Abraxis Brash Core, Tyler Hewitt as Vic Denbar, Guy Bradford as Engage 311, and Adam McNamara as the forgetful psychopath Waka Waka Vonzi. So join this crew of bumbling criminals. See if they turn to the dark side of the Force or stay in the shadowy parts of the light and enjoy an adventure in a galaxy far, far away. Episodes are available now. Now get out of my shop.
3: Meanwhile, Maka, um, you've been pulled along, uh, wafted. Gently along um, Mm -hmm. in um, Zahn's Cloak uh, for for some time. And um, the absence of um, spores here, the the absence of the cluster... um, At this point now, you've been disconnected from the cluster enough, be it through snow or through intense heat, that it's not as... um, particularly because it, it's like a good way to think of it is um obviously you're incorporeal right now but um like keeping warmth inside a jacket so like your spore cluster is fine as a closed cycle within you right now it's not like some of the other spaces you've been where it's like actively dying unless you exert it in which case it does seem to burn off a bit um so you're not feeling ill aside from again just that that light sensation of of wear um but um, you see biological things, you see sort of twisted gray trees, you see these kind of vines and things, but there just seems to be no um, no essence of, of the cluster in any of them. Um, they seem to be almost to your, to your eye raw magic, um, taking the form of biological things, but not... Like, you get the sense that these things sort of... Uh, Erupt from the ground. They aren't. They're more ideas than they are. They didn't grow, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, after some time, um, you approach um, what um, almost looks to be um, a a massive shanty town um, made entirely of rags. Um, so the the walls on uh, all these sort of like low hanging um, sheds and things are just kind of flapping in this, again, non-existent breeze, Um, and um, uh, Zahn says, uh, uh, Friend Cloud, Gravekeeper, we approach Scriven, the the city of Rags. I'll I'll end the spell and we'll emerge from his cloak Ah. and assume my physical form once again. (laughs) My face is falling off, but I found that truly horrifying. Welcome back, exalted gravekeeper. Please, this way. Mm, I I will follow. Thank you. Um, So uh, he leads you into Scriven. Um, There are all manner of um, rag people um, in Scriven um, as as you enter, and they are all afflicted similarly um, to Zahn. Um, you can see um, you know there you, you do actually see a turtle um, amongst the the group um, you know with a, the rags kind of hanging um, almost um, fluttering off off the shell um, but completely emaciated so like a, more of a like a skull head than than a, a fully fleshed out head mm-hmm. Um uh, you see gnomes, you see orcs, you see elves, you see all manner of, of, of being. Um, and uh, they are, um, all of them seem to be sorting. No matter where you look, it's either people sorting things or carrying things to be sorted. Or from an area of sorting. It really looks like um, a massive, uh, almost a recovery operation. Um, Is it all rags? It's rags, it's chain, it's rope, um, but really, it's it's mostly things you could use to to kind of um, bind. And as you as you like, for example, the tortle does seem to have a length of chain binding his his rags to him. Um, as you kind of look around, you you start to wonder if if perhaps they kind of are using what they're finding to hold themselves together, um, not necessarily literally, but given how skeletal everyone is. Um, there does seem to kind of be a, a, a sense of that. Um, eventually, uh, you, you also, like, people look at you with, with um, not a sense of awe, but um, a sense of um, uh, great sorrow and disappointment um, as you, mm. you make your way through. Um, and then finally, uh, uh, Zon leads you to what you can tell is kind of um, the central, if it's all kind of like little um, rag uh, cabins, Almost, um, there's one that's like a classic round, uh, almost tournament tent um, that's uh, sort of set up um, with several um, large um, spears that are kind of holding it up as as tent poles. And um, Zahn says, uh, "I will, uh, I, I will check you in with with Oo. Uh, she is the uh, the the youngest of us and the, the most able to to sort." at least and, until you arrived. Um, and uh, he leads you in, and there is a, um, uh, a female orc um, standing over um, a large table that's just covered in paper. There's just paper everywhere. It's all obviously scrap paper and fabric. Um, and uh, she is less emaciated than everyone else you've seen, Um, She instead just looks like someone... uh, I think like Tom Hanks in Castaway. So, like, very thin, um, clearly underfed, but um, not fully emaciated yet. Um, And um, she wears um, a... um, sort of a skirt of rags. um, And uh, she's wearing... You can almost see she's. It seems like she's sweating a lot. Like it seems very um, unpleasant for her here. Um, so um, she on her top half she has like very very long hair. She only has a like a single, almost like um, a bandolier um, with like um, quills and things in it. Um, but otherwise she's sort of stripped down to the waist um, and is um, breathing with a that that sort of if you've ever been in a sauna too long where it's just kind of that like. Heavy, overheated, um, sort of almost heaving breath, Um, and uh, she is uh, she's got like a little parsnay on her uh, on her nose, um, and she's kind of looking down through the glasses. um, And as you come in, she's rubbing uh, one of her eyes, and you can see the flesh is loose as as she does so. Um, She looks up and says, uh, "Oh my, a new one," and she puts down the pen. She comes around the table um, and she comes up to you and she just hugs you um, and just holds you kind of very, um, in a very reassuring way. Um, and then uh, she pulls away and she says, uh, I am so sorry for your loss. Mm. What loss do you refer to? Um, this is a place of loss. And if you are here, everything you have known will will fall away from you as as it has from me, as it has from from Zahn, from the other travelers who found their way here. Uh, I'm sorry for your loss, for you you are truly lost now. Hmm. I woke up
4: in this land. I know not how I got here, nor do I know for certain that I have
3: lost my friends. Mm -hmm. Mm Hmm. Um, that is a shame. I feel worse for those who are brought here against their will or by happenstance than those foolhardy enough to venture here, like like Zahn once did, as as I did. Um, that is that is truly tragic. If your friends are here, I'm sure we will we will find them, one one way or another. Uh, all mortals who who enter the Shadowlands arrive here eventually, whether through mm-hmm. one of our Scavenging expeditions or just from finding their way here. Then as you have. I must ask, have you seen a woman
4: in armour or a man dressed in a cape with gauntlets?
3: Are they of the Covenant?
4: No, they are of Orville. The oh. human civilization in the sky.
3: Lowborns of the Boon. Hmm. Fascinating. Mm. I didn't think they left their paddock very often. Much has happened. Oh dear. Well. The boon is untethered. Hmm. Fascinating. Oh. If so I could tell the rest of the department about this, but. Well. A little late for that, I suppose. May
4: I inquire? There appears to be no. Food or sustenance in this land. I understand there is something keeping everyone from dying. If I could provide nourishment, would
3: it aid you? Um, she uh, shakes her head sadly and gestures to you. Um, she kind of goes over to, to kind of leans over with kind of the um, the curtains of her hair, kind of. Um, uh, swinging down over the sheets. And you see her just kind of like rapidly move through a bunch of papers. Uh, And then she finds the one she's looking for. And she says, "Uh, ah, yes, um, West 7-3. Um, Follow me, please. And uh, she leads you out of the back of the tent um, into an area where there are bins, just like bins upon bins, like um, almost like um, a medieval uh, 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 pig pen. So like wooden sort of enclosures, but clearly kind of bin like in that there's just stuff stacked um and you can very clearly see that everything's being sorted into what kind of material it is um in a fairly orderly way And she kind of leads you uh, down a couple of these rows um to a sort of small stack of shelves um and you can see that there are um a lot of uh, trail rations lined up so various packs and jerkies and um you know nuts uh, that sort of thing and she just uh, gestures to them and she says uh uh, food provides no nourishment to to mortals here, at least not, not to any we have met that are not of the Covenant. They have their own ways, but for us, sadly, uh, you may eat and eat and eat, and you will never be full. This place mm-hmm. will slowly drain you until you are zen or worse. I see. So you
4: have not seen any humans come through Scriven yet
3: we We have not no um, if they did manage to evade uh, uh, the uh, the covenant, then um, they they may still be alive, but I we've learned not to hope too much around these parts mm. that said, once again, everyone ends up here eventually unless the the covenant um, uses them for whatever the covenant chooses which. Would be truly unfortunate. Better to to live as one of the rag people than to be sacrificed to their dark designs. What is the purpose of this place? Um, So um, she kind of pushes, she takes the glasses off and then just kind of like holds the bridge of her nose um, and... uh, She uh, glances up at you, and there's just a a, a true weariness to her as she does so. And she says, uh, that is what many of us came here hoping to determine. That was why so many of those who now live in Scriven came to the Shadowlands. Uh, We don't entirely know. There are a variety of theories. Um, Some believe that... uh, It is the the gap between this world and another. Some believe it's a conduit that can be used to travel to other planes of existence, other worlds. Uh, Some merely believe it's uh, just a a pocket, a cave, if you will, something that is unconnected from everything else that just exists here. Um, That was actually our hope. Uh, The concept of other worlds is quite troublesome uh, to the Empire of Numbers. Um, We... uh, We would rather not believe in such flights of fancy. It would be very nice to be able to rationalize what all of this is. Um, But unfortunately, uh, most of my expedition was killed by the Covenant, uh, and that was even before their civil war, so now, well. In any case, uh, we don't entirely know. All we know is nothing grows here, nothing thrives here. We just waste away until we become, and she just gestures to the bins of rags, just, uh, and from there, we just do the best we can to maintain ourselves. Make mm. it easier for people like you, people like me, who are new. Cezanne,
4: I met out mm. in the Shadowlands. Explained to me that he could not die.
3: That is true. Is it so? Mm. There, is, uh, there is no death here, uh, unless it is meted out by uh, the Covenant and their their kin. Uh, otherwise, we just waste away to this. Zahn has been here for for several hundred years. Quite an adventurer mm. in his day, if, if uh, his stories are to be believed, but once you've been here for a thousand or so years, you truly begin to forget who you were, what you were. You just search, scavenge, pluck. And how long have you
4: been here, who?
3: Oh, probably two, three years. Hmm. My expedition from the Empire couldn't have left much earlier than that. I was keeping track uh, on the papers. Uh, Apparently um, that tent is used quite extensively by new people. Uh, I thought I I was the first to try and keep track of things, but uh, sure enough, many of us have attempted to, to make some sense of this. I, of course, needed to rationalize it as is, is the, the, the way of my people, but um, yeah, now I mostly just do it for myself, you know, and in the hopes that I can pass it off to someone else. Who knows? Maybe there is a way out of here. That would be amazing. Perhaps you can discover it. If your friends have survived, if they made friends with the Covenant, they, they used to be quite uh, approachable, quite diplomatic. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Empire had a, a number of dealings. Um, with them, uh, but, um, their new management is somewhat less, uh, conducive to synergistic thinking. A tremendous problem.
4: I do not plan to remain here. Jossie has set me on a path, and I will not stray.
3: Uh, well, this, uh, Lord Jossie, uh, has clearly picked a very capable agent, um, but uh, I'm, I'm afraid your ledger will not balance here. But, again, in the meantime, we can at least make you comfortable until we, we can wait a few days and see if your friends arrive. And if not, we can point you in the direction of the Covenant. But I would advise against it. Mm. The odds are truly not in your favor. Let me ask you this, Ooh,
4: I awoke... By a cart, a wagon, overturned but not pillaged. The horses dead, other corpses strewn about. How can this be in a land where those who come cannot die? Mm. My friend's body's nowhere to be found.
3: Yes, well, uh, the, the Covenant don't play by the same rules as the rest of this space. They have taken up residence here and have found a way to shape it to their will in a way that none of us have managed. Uh, we merely waste away. Here they thrive. It would sound as though your, your friends um, fell prey to um, one of their uh, Omniraths. These are... Um, well, perhaps I should start at the beginning. Uh, tell me, friend Tortle, what do you know of familiars?
1: This episode of Curse, Code, and Crown sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee! Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse, Code, and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers! If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Ryan at TheRyanLeBlant, Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGee TD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse Code and
0: Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, the Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash Dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network